Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank, with your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, we're talking about legislating non-fungible tokens. There may be actual, real, semi-coherent policy making its way through the bowels of our government, which... We can yeah, cover the high notes and share with that. But first, Andrew, how's it going? Anything new in the wallet? Oh, new in the wallet. Uh, man, I wasn't actually ready for that. I did pick up uh, <laughs> Art so Block's most recent, um, most recent curated piece, uh, most or curated collection. It was a collection of 500. I picked up one of those and luckily was able, or picked up two of them, was luckily, lucky, lucky in my uh, mints and got one. Uh, rare gold one in there so i was happy with that it's um, kind of a cool piece that it uh they all generate noise from them and it's a, there's a visual piece to it but it doesn't actually loop so it's it's interesting they're not um on the surface as just individual pieces they don't look all that interesting but we when you dive into it a bit more it's uh there's, there's more going on there so how about you you cool. pick up anything well, a couple of our projects, which I'll disclose, uh, a couple of DJing kids and minted uh, end of Sartoshi, which may come up as a featured project, but I have disclosed it and we shared it in our Discord. I also, for whatever reason, I can't, I can't say no to, to breeding horses. I got a couple, I got a couple mares that are just fantastic horses and I just keep breeding. I'm not sure why. You got to do something, even, you know. I'm not even naming it, them yet. I, you got to click buttons. You got to put transactions on that chain. It's just, uh, it's it's addicting. You can't get away from it. So even in a bear market, call. you got to find something to do, right? Yeah, I want to be clear. There's there's no there's no window to profitability unless one of them ends up being like the next the next great hype, um, which from a probabilistic standpoint is low. Read decent horses. It's been rough in the old pony game. Anyway, what's uh, what's going on in the news? Yeah, well, you know, it's been been awfully quiet out there for the in, in terms of uh, trading overall. Volume's been low, but uh, we do have big news. As you mentioned, we've got uh, some legislation that was proposed this week, a bipartisan bill coming from Senators Gillibrand and Loomis. Um, so we will get into some of the details of that later, but it is um, it is nice to see that there's something going on here. The, the general, one of the, the Big things though for NFTs is that we're gonna seem to need to wait and see how these uh, how NFTs will be will be treated, but they are looking at creating a new asset asset class for NFTs. So that is that's interesting. You know, we don't know what that means quite yet, but it does mean that there's not really something out there that seems to be a good fit for what NFTs are. And I would tend to agree with that. Yeah, and it's very clear what we currently have is not working. So, oh. Hope, hopefully, there is uh, some intelligence coming. We'll get more into that later on. Um, so another bit of uh, sort of legislative news here was that New York the State just a um, they passed a or they 
let's see, they are going to continue putting a, with a moratorium on against Bitcoin mining usage in the state. They will not allow Bitcoin mining in the state. So I, I do find this interesting. I don't see many other uh, technologies or, or use cases of electricity that are generally uh, forbidden um, without there being other reasons that they're breaking the law. So um, this is interesting, you know, we'll see, and I'm sure that there are, well, we've already seen that there are other states that are quite welcoming to, uh, to miners. Um, but you know, that's also going to change at some point too, at least for for the Ethereum mining world. So, um, interesting that this has happened. I think this may, you know, we'll start to see, we've talked about this, how it's just becoming a bigger political issue. I, I think that crypto will become a bigger issue as we go here. Yeah, in general, when you find yourself limiting the freedoms of what Americans can do with uh, public utilities that they pay for, uh, Americans don't tend to like that. It's not a thing they uh, they really rally behind. Right? No. Oh, and it would not be a podcast episode without talking about a scam. And of course, Bored Apes, and I don't mean that those always go together, but uh, we do see yeah. a lot. We do Our see targets. a lot. And this time was, I mean, it was a 200 E security breach after someone gained access to their discord posted a link for minting some sort of new project of course people aped right into that uh before verifying if it was a legit link or not it was not spent 200 ETH. so um one of the board ape founders after this came out and blamed discord security on this you know it seems I don't know. It seems like board Ape, the, the board Ape or the Yuga Labs team seems always seems very quick to point to finger at someone else when something goes wrong. A lot of other projects have had these issues happen and they take responsibility and deal with it. And, you know, it's, it's certainly not the first uh, Discord scam that we see, not going to be the last, and it's not unique to, to board Apes here. So for those of you keeping track, it was Ethereum's fault that they duffed the, the mint and there were, were problems there. So they're going to build their own layer one. Uh, it was probably Facebook's fault when their Instagram got hacked and people got stolen. It's now Discord's fault that they lost their passwords and password management for it. So right now, just to keep tally at home, on their to-do list is build their own layer one, build their own massive photo sharing website and mobile app to compete and basically fix what's wrong with Instagram and also recreate Discord, a uh, a massive online community for secure uh, conversations and groups. I feel like they got a great roadmap here. Yeah. I mean, I think I've seen this playbook before, this. you know, startups that just decide that they could take on everything in the world because one thing's going well. This usually works out quite well, right? Is that is that true or do they end? I never read to the end of any story or book. So I'm always on the like the heroes rise and never get to the conclusion of anything. So I see nothing wrong with this pattern of behavior. Okay. Good. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yep. So Turkey's doing well too, right? Never get to the end. <laughs> what there? <laughs> no spoilers. All right. So actually I should mention that the board ape community the or the, the DAO or members of the DAO, those are eight token holders, just voted against the proposal to move to a new chain or to just to start their own chain, whatever it was they want to stay on the Ethereum network. It was a relatively close uh, vote. I think it was about 50, 55, 57% uh, against 
moving off of Ethereum. So uh, there were a couple of large holders. I think there was one that actually had about 17% of the vote. So um, you realize that it only takes a few holders to, to really swing things there. And uh, they are staying on Ethereum, which as we've said, I think is the, the right move. That's where they got their start and it has helped them immensely. So I think that's good, but you see a large part of the community still wants to, to leave the network. All right. Next one here, we've got, uh, pace, uh, the pace art, art gallery or art, uh, what do you call that? I know the name pace art, uh, but they're partnering with art blocks. Um, just ahead of NFT NYC, sounds like they will have a gallery open, uh, during the event. Um, so certainly it lends more credibility to, to generative art, uh, such as those that are uh, produced on the art blocks platform. Yeah, you love following the, uh, the art block stuff. And, you know, we talked about NFT NYC, which you getting ready for, right? You punched your ticket yet? Going soon, going soon. Nice. And then one more, uh, we, oh, yeah, we'll mention this here that we've got the Ethereum Robston proof of stake test merge has gone live. So what does that mean? It means that <laughs> one the first test that they have several test networks of the Ethereum network, the first one for the, the merge that is been talked about, uh, where proof, where Ethereum will move from a proof of work to proof of proof of stake network. Um, the, the, they'll do, I think it's three or four, I think it's three different networks to test this out. The first one's gone live. seems like it has gone. Uh, there was one little, uh, issue that was figured out pretty quickly. So that is good news. They'll continue to do some more tests. Sounds like if everything goes well, um, if everything, as far as testing here, that the merge could be live by August. Uh, one of the core developers of Ethereum has said that it would be no later than December. So they are pretty confident or they're very confident that it will come this year. Um, you know, we can talk more about that. We've alluded to, to this in the past, but it, it will be a big difference for the network as far as for, for, uh, NFT users for collectors, it shouldn't really make much of a difference in, or shouldn't make any difference in what we're experiencing or doing on the network, but it will be big for, um, uh, for some of the arguments against NFTs and also for uh, the scalability of Ethereum in general. Yeah, I think we've put off having a speculation of what this means because the merge is like this. They've mythically talked about it as early as 2017. So you would keep that in the back of your mind, but this is a very, very positive real code, real push and real example of something going well. Overall, you know, the highlights is that it won't decrease the cost of gas. So, you know, transferring your NFTs are still going to be ridiculous you at the time and wait for gas. It will, I believe, increase uh, the, the underlying asset for a number of reasons, which means that your ETH-backed NFTs uh, will, you know, appreciate at that, at that value. Um, and it's a good sign for, for that network and the base, hopefully, but who knows? I feel who like we should do an episode on it and just speculate. It's not ready though. I want to wait until like July when it's like more of like a, an incoming thing. Hey, it's coming. Like... July's, July's around the corner. I mean, here, this, this episode is what we are getting we're towards. And, yeah. What we're mid June here. Do it, uh, it late. Let's wait for a few more test net runs and then we'll just like speculate on, uh, what we think the, the merge might do to NFTs. Absolutely. We should, I love to speculate and then be wrong. <laughs> and then delete the other, go back and re-edit it. No, we're too lazy for that. All right. 
Do we have, yes, an affordable project? Okay, so thank you, Block Bounce, for sharing this uh, pretty ridiculous project, DGEN's NFT. And, you know, I'm not quite sure where to begin other than, first off, you have to go to this website, but also, like, warn, be warned when you do because it's, um, it's very noisy. And so... With this DJ's Kids, it's uh, 5,000. It's a collection of 5,000 of these things. And I can't even think of this noise. <laughs> it's a collection of, yeah, 5,555. The creators are doxxed. The actual leader of it is a very, very young, I think they're like 22, but also there's like a web dev involved. There is a marketer involved. So... You, know, you actually know this team. The actual art is pretty simple, I'd say. This, you know, comic base, but they're trying to harken back to this Windows-themed website. There's, like, flappy birds on it. It's hilarious. It looks like literally like your Windows 95 background piece. So they're promising new drops and other pieces around that curve. Floor sits around 0.034. Uh, Owner-to-item ratio is about 50%, which is kind of... Which is good, you know, in terms of distribution, and they have uh, an active Discord. Though it's a little weird because I'd say that the number of people in this Discord is far more than the number of holders. Which is always like, all right, they may have juiced, uh, they may have juiced some numbers uh, along the way uh, to have a total number of Discord DJs at thirty-four thousand, but only have twenty-seven holders. Twenty-seven hundred holders means it was like, you know, they they did some some hacks to get that number 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 go up. Yeah, it definitely looks like they played around with those numbers a bit. Um, I love the uh, love the website here, Windows 95. I actually uh, had clicked off of it, came back to it, and was trying to figure out what was going on on where the page went because there was uh, just all sorts of lines moving all over my screen and then realized that they built in a screensaver for this site as well. So it's a, it's a really cool site. I like this. I hadn't heard about this until uh, we were just talking about it at, uh, right before the show here, so... Checking it out. I do like the, uh, like the art here. They're all animated little pieces or they all have an element of animation. Um, that is, I, I don't love when I see the numbers being way off like that. You know, I, I it's, uh, you know, I'm sure that it's, it's, or we know that it's not, uh, the most uncommon, um, practice out there, but, you know, I'd like to see when things do grow organically, um, you know, and I'm sure that it sounds like they are doing that as well, because we've definitely had this, you know, thank you for bringing this to us, uh, block balance, by the way, you know, it's, so they're definitely getting organic growth as well. So that's good to see. Yeah. Full disclosure. I bought three of these things around somewhere. Uh, they've got this, uh, poison drop coming, but they're doing it in a clever way where they'll, they'll, you know, drop an extra thing that as they claim will be important in their ecosystem, but you have to have it unlisted. So you can see they're they're playing the game. They're trying to get people to delist so that they can more quickly like manipulate the floor and manipulate the price and value. Like they're marketers. They're they're savvy and you know they're they're gonna hustle for a bit. So um I wouldn't say this is a long term hold, but uh, I'm playing the game. I'm playing the game because it's interesting watching these like free mints and low mints. Like some random ones are just taking off uh with uh, team and energy, There's not as many as before. You know, the overall market was about 5% down over the past week in terms of like NFT volume, but there's still things that are taking off randomly. 
Yeah, that's true. There's definitely, there's definitely still movement in, in some projects here and there. It's, it's sneaky because there's, like you said, not a ton of volume out there. So you got to look closely to find it right now. Yeah, exactly. And I did, I did see some volume and that's one of the things that actually initially attracted to me, uh, attracted me to it. Like they quickly minted out. So there was uh hype and interest and, you know, there's a team with a plan that's doxed. Okay. So, you know, my financial advice, I'm talking about JPEGs on the internet. All right. Yeah. Thanks again to Block Balance for bringing that up. Legislating NFTs. I'm excited. I just, I, you know, I, uh, I thought this day would kind of not come, but there are top line points you know, to pull out that are in this proposed bill. It was, uh, I can't believe that they did this, but guess how many pages the proposed bill was? 69. Was it 69? It was 69. <laughs> so 69 <laughs> page proposal. Somebody did that on purpose. Oh man. Yeah. Well, you that know, that doesn't I, I happen there's, accidentally. There's, yeah. There's no better way to ingratiate yourself to the crypto community than by following the memes <laughs> I, you, you must obey the memes but they're uh i mean so actually you know in keeping with that it was it's actually i'd say net net favorable um one is they're proposing there to be no new taxes on crypto transactions under 200 dollars. so that's like a nod on saying like look if i'm doing it as a transaction why do i have to pay capital gains on something that is also acting like a currency so that is a that's a huge 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 thing you're talking about that um, people have the right to self-custody of their digital assets. That is awesome. Meaning that, um, if you bought something on a platform that was acting as a custodian and they didn't allow you to also get your own wallet involved or export it, like that's not allowed. And that's a fantastic standard. Another one, most crypto assets are viewed as commodities rather than securities. And, you know, super complicated when you get into it, but right now they're looked at as commodities. I think that's good overall because the SEC does not like. Less, yes, less SEC cryptos. involvement, I would say, is generally a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's the good Cliff's notes on it. I mean, like, it. It would make it a lot more complicated for, for NFT or for crypto projects in general, if everything was a security and, and you had to you know, basically adhere to all of the SEC regulations when, when creating any kind of crypto project. Yeah. Very, very complicated. Mining taxes, mined Bitcoin currently taxed as income at the moment. It gets mined. I think this is also like uh, a touch on like DeFi as well. Like the moment it gets mined versus realized. So like this question of like, has this been realized? Yes or no. And you actually can get stuck with a, a pretty big tax bill from something that fluctuates in price after it gets dropped to you. And this could also be, you know, you know, we talked about, for instance, like flower fam, things that are distributing coins to you. <laughs> Does that happen at the point that it was distributed to you or the point that you move it into its next phase? And that's a big, big, big difference sometimes, especially uh, speaking as somebody who held, held Viz at uh, two different points in time when they were worth a thousand X a different number. And which way are they? I'm sorry, I didn't actually see that part. Which way are they going to, or are they proposing to legislate that? Yeah, so they're saying that uh, the bill is proposing that miners will now be taxed after they sell. So it's the moment of sale, not the moment of distribution. Right, so. Great, okay, that's, yeah, I'd say that's much more fair to the, to the miner. You know, it, uh, there's less pressure to sell then too, because when you, if you're taxed on the point that you get it, you sort of need to sell some immediately to cover those taxes. And 
that's not great either. Yeah, there's a lot of problems there, especially with how quickly, again, like these currencies can change. And uh, another big one is that stable coins have to maintain 100% reserve. Hint, hint, Luna. Yeah, yeah, that's obviously a good one to to have in there after the Luna disaster. Um, although, I, you know, I'm not sure that it will. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure it would have prevented that that problem in general. <laughs> I mean, it, USDT, right? Tether classically has like a, a varied bank of assets that back it, but it's not entirely clear what those assets are. But they actually had the, the firepower to withstand what seemingly was a follow-on attack to them, but I think a logic, a lot of those things are just logical. It's like, I, cu I couldn't believe how much common sense was in this bill. And I was, I was shocked actually. Yeah. I mean, it seems good overall, you know, we, um, you know, it would be great to get some more clarity on how NFTs will be treated. Uh, sounds like we are going to have to wait a bit for that. Um, a new asset class makes me think that, you know, there's at least some consideration being given to the fact that these can't be treated with, with what we currently have in place. And, you know, I, I'm hopeful that that means that we will find something that I don't know, that isn't treating every sale under a year, like a short-term capital gains sale. Um, I, you know, I, I think that we need to find a better way because the, the taxes right now in, 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 on NFTs are, it's a big, it's a big cost when you're when you're trading these and, you know, at this point, there's certainly, it's certainly difficult to say that you're going to buy and hold NFTs for over a year, um, in, in most cases. But think about the functionality as well, that is ultimately hampered in any sort of forge mechanic, right? So for a thing where I have to take two NFTs and merge them together to get a new thing, what did I just do? I just incurred a short-term capital gain tax on those those assets and now i have this new asset like it simply doesn't work treating it as this type of commodity with these types of uh short-term long-term gains uh involved it, it's hampering the tech in the same way that when online stores and e-commerce first came out they're like well how do we do sales tax because it's on the online with each individual state and it's still like a bit confusing but there are some standards that have rolled out that said like okay here's a new technology a new way that things need to operate yeah, I mean, uh, something that did happen, you know, you're right that that did take time for taxes to roll out with correctly with e-commerce and, you know, uh, it brought to mind the idea that Amazon fought against those for so long. And then once they sort of had their position, you know, we're quick to, to fight for tax laws being put in place. And I do hope that, you know, we aren't looking at another situation where it's helping the current, uh, are the established players and at a, at a detriment to, uh, to new players that are coming up in the crypto market, because as we know, we're still very young here and we need a lot more new things coming up. So I hope that that is, you know, that we are really fostering innovation in the space when, when this uh, bill is finalized. Yeah. I didn't see any note on like when this might come through at all. I feel like they have a, very slow summer to get through, but I'd imagine sometime this year. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, you know, well, I'm sure see lots of, uh, political, um, I don't know, arguing about this as, uh, we get to midterm elections as well, because I think that 
you know, as I said, I think crypto will become a bigger and bigger issue in, in elections and in politics in general. I think you're right. The crypto friendly politician and policy was going to be a very, very quick button to get pressed for money. Little thing I know about politicians, they like money. And so if you're saying that, hey, we're crypto friendly and I have crypto friendly policies, see right here, you're going to get support from the community. You know, notably, you know, Sam, Sam Bankman Freed said he may be dropping like seriously billions of dollars on this election cycle. And he wasn't saying that it was going to be explicitly around crypto, but let's be honest, if a crypto multi-billionaire is becoming a, you know, active political force, it may dawn on you that you may have the need to have a crypto policy in mind and probably be one that is semi-favorable, as are, frankly, most tax law policies that favor the rich in our country anyway. So, like, yeah, you're... Even if you have small bags, you're like, you're on a big wagon, I think. Yeah, you know, it, it's a good way of putting it. Um, you know, and we do have to hope that these people, I don't know, we have to hope that the crypto industry fights the right way. And, you know, it does make me concerned that there's a lot of really big bag holders that don't necessarily need to, uh, that don't have the, aren't looking for the same outcome as a lot of other people that are in crypto as most of the people that are in crypto, um, you know, and, and they, you know, just be careful, I guess, as we're, uh, as we're getting into this, the pro crypto, um, stance can be a wide range of things. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot that fits under that umbrella and it's easy to paint right now with one brush because there's, there's only like X number of million wallets involved. But once that starts getting up there, there's going to be a, a wider array. I think is really good though is a reminder of how early we are in NFTs, like genuinely early. Like the the asset class and tax laws have not even been established for this technology yet. And now once it does get there, you have the US government taking seriously the idea of crypto and non-fungible tokens and this idea of digital ownership as something that's going to be passed into law. And once it does, it will definitely Remember, everyone is not coming, but it is a strong narrative for why this is not a fad and why this will be here over a longer period of time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, the NFT section of the Wall Street Journal at some point. Oh, the fact that they're not selling their homepage is just silly. Like, sell your homepage. Like, the time should be doing it every day. Like, it's such a no-brainer for money. I just feel like there are just stodgy humans that are just like, can't do it on principle like cool is that the same principle that lets you run all those ads time magazine has managed to move ahead somehow <laughs> nobody was paying attention to time magazine for a long time and they decided to get active in nfts and they're i don't know they're but certainly I mean, they're active and they're doing new things and i think they're bringing in a whole lot more in digital revenue than they were before well, when your back is against the wall, you tend to try new things. And so there you go. That's like a desperation good point. brings out innovation. All right. That's what I got. We'll follow it. If there's a new uh, new vote or something moved on it, I love speculating on this kind of thing, but positive. Wow. Positive things. All right. Well, good talking, George. See ya.
This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.